recording in progress. It's real. Good, Good morning. morning. <laughs> Good morning, class. Yes. Is everybody have mm. what they need today? Mm-hmm. You have a beautiful dress on. I do. And I have my I might... Packer Super Bowl shirt on. I did think, actually, I was laughing to myself about five minutes ago, thinking this is going to potentially get to the point where you're rocking up in your pajamas and yes. I'm in a full ball gown. <laughs> but I've I'm gone the other way. I'm put my hair in a ponytail. It's yeah. just going to be like, you'll this just, is how I woke you'll up. You'll be in bed. Yeah. You'll do it from bed. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because it's so early. Oh. And I will be wearing a tiara and... Yes. Full regalia, like an, an enormous dress that is so huge that I can actually just sit in the dress. Yes. <laughs> just rest in it. Oh, yeah. Let's do yeah, that. Yeah. So I was, I was making myself laugh with that earlier. <sighs> so what so, are we talking about today? Well, I would love you <laughs> to tell me because it was your distinction, which... Uh -oh. Full transparency. I didn't understand yesterday right. the way you said it. Okay. Um, so we had a little bit of a chat yesterday and I had it and now it's maybe flown away again. No worries. I still got it. Um, cool. What I thought would be fascinating or what seems to be resonating a lot with clients and um, people that I'm working with is this idea of surrender, allowing, accepting, and how difficult that is. Mm. And the distinction between the surrender and like letting go, giving up, walking away, throwing your hands in the air. That a lot of times it feels like we're giving up, right? That, that um, like in battle, when we surrender, when we wave the, the white flag, mm. it means we've lost. Mm. And there's a different perspective around surrendering, especially when it comes to all of the things that we cannot control, which is pretty much everything except for ourselves. <laughs> so there are mm. more things that we cannot control than things that we can. Mm. And I'm always struck by humans' desire to control things other than ourselves. Like, we almost cannot help it, and yet it brings us a ton of suffering. Mm. Does that make sense? But I do. <laughs> yes, that makes sense. Oh, I good. think... Um, where I got lost yesterday and where I I could easily get lost again is semantics, is the words being used to describe the, the two sides of the distinction. Um, allowing, accepting, um, you said surrender. Mm -hmm. But for me... I think the distinction that I see is the difference between me throwing my hands in the air, giving up, saying, I can't, I can't there's nothing I can do about this. Yes. It is what it is. But not being, 
not being at peace with it, being annoyed with it being the way it is. And then the other side is this sort of allowing it to be what it is. So me not fighting with it, whatever it is, the circumstances, the person, the event, um, and releasing my attachment yeah. to something going a certain way or someone being a certain way, including myself, releasing my attachment. I get into a, an internal fight with myself when I'm not showing up the way I want to be, the way I think I should be. I'm not doing, being, performing, feeling the way I think I should feel. Yeah. And I'm attached to, to myself being a certain way doing a certain thing. I really like the detached versus attached. Because mm. I think that one is probably the most clear. That when we're, and all of these are like ways that we try to control, right? Mm. Or at least when we notice we're controlling and then it's like, that's bad or that's wrong to control anything that's beyond ourselves. So then we're like, we better stop it. We better fix it. And then from that mindset, that's where we're still attached, but that's where we're like, well, then I'm just going to take my ball and go home, or you can do it yourself, or I'm out, but there's still a lot of energy around it. Not complete. There's no resolution. Whereas when we allow, accept, we're, we release our attachment to the thing. Mm. I'm thinking of a couple of nights ago before... Um, before Ruben and Casey um, went off to Madrid, there was a hiccup with their with their accommodation. Remind us how old Ruben and Casey are for our Ruben's, listener. Ruben will be 23 on the 1st of August and Casey is 20. Okay. Two and a half years between them. Um, and so they had this kind of problem quite late at night, 10 o'clock at night. They were like, oh my God. This isn't what we thought it was going to be. Oh, my God, we need to fix it. We need to change it. We need it to be different. And I was offering advice and it was falling a little on deaf ears. So I did that thing of taking my ball, <laughs> leaving. So it's kind of like, yeah. well, clearly what I'm saying is not wanted. So I'm just going to leave you guys and go upstairs. I'm just going to okay. go to bed. What were you, what were you making it mean? The moment I had it, I had it that they should listen to me and that my help should be um, graciously received. Yeah. Um, Got it. And it wasn't being graciously received. Mm -hmm. They were kind of like, whatever, you know, it wasn't being graciously received. They, 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 they had it and they knew what they were doing and they didn't need my input. And it was, for me, it was kind of like, if you can't receive me and what I'm saying this way, then I'm leaving. So I, I only gave myself two options. I gave myself the option of being what I was saying and the way I was being, but what I was saying, being fully accepted, fully listened to, or I was leaving. Both, um, both ways are actually 
attached, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Even leaving, there's a lot of FU energy still in it. Oh yeah. Total FU energy. You're not leaving like, oh, it sounds like you guys have it. I'm going to bow out. Good luck on your trip. Mm. It was like, you can eat, you know what, a bag of things and I'm out. Yeah. And they did that twice. <laughs> how, how did that go? I, oh, I don't know. It was fine. It was fine. I stayed in the end for the whole show. I stayed for the whole, <laughs> that till half past one in the morning while they were sorting everything out. And in fact, one of them had gone to bed and the other one was like pacing up and down going, I can't, I need, I'm really wired. I need to just calm down. Oh and then God. that one went to bed and then I was like, okay, this is all sorted. Now I will go to bed. Um, but yes, I had, that was a small real life experience of me. Like I'm sharing wisdom here. Yeah. And me wanting to control the way it was received. And when it wasn't received the way I thought it should be received, mm -hmm. I was, I was, I went off in a half and I did that twice. I have another way of looking at the control because I wonder if there was an even deeper level of control that you were wanting to assert that, yes, I want them to receive my wisdom and my brilliance. And then there's, for what purpose though? What were you, what was the other thing that maybe you were trying to control? I was trying to control how it went. Yeah. How come? I was trying to fix it. Yeah. Um, because, oh, Alison, you towed. No, it's my Green Bay Packers shirt. You towed. Because I didn't trust them to sort it out. Mm -hmm. Is that what you're fishing around? And what from? were they, well, I, what were they experiencing? What, as a result of my no. way of being? No, as these things were happening, there, there was all these snafus, right? And what was happening mm. to them? Well, I don't know because I didn't ask. How were they behaving? Um, they were slightly, they weren't panicky, but they weren't happy with what was happening. Mm -hmm. Um, they'd booked somewhere and it was like completely the wrong type of place. So they needed yep. to book somewhere else and they were running out of time to cancel one place. And they were like, we can't book the other one till we know we've canceled this one. So there was a lot of kind of like, um, on a knife's edge, there was sort of tension yes. in the room. Yes. Um, yeah, there was tension in the room. Um, they were, they were both busy working on their laptops to try and fix the problem. Yes. And so I, and they were stressed. Okay. One of them more obviously than the other, but we, you know, we're, none of us is immune to stress. Very contagious. Um, yeah. And, and we know that one of them when they're stressed will just sleep. <laughs> so, oh. so, and the other one will <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to bed now. Um, yeah. And the other one will be kind of like pacing up and down um, just different ways of, of, you know, dealing with the stress. And I was hovering around because I wanted to make sure they were okay. Obviously, I'm a loving mother. 
Um, and I wanted to make sure that, you know, I love that you snuck that in. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, because that's what a loving mother would do. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm a loving mother, Um, an (laughs) evil controlling hag as well. But, you know, um, there is that element, you know, I'm a loving mom. So I'm not going to kind of just for me, I'm not going to just walk off and go whatever. Mm -hmm. But but even in that, I've got story about how a loving mother behaves and and, you know, and I and I think ultimately I was thinking, shit, they're not going to sort this out. They need my help. They didn't well, ask for my help. Although after I had walked out of the room twice and a half, like a 14 year old, one of them did say, no, you stay because you are helpful. But I mean, that's got a little bit of a reassuring. It's all right. You can come back, come back and play with us. Yeah. Okay. So the deep down part of control is usually because somebody is experiencing something and it's making you uncomfortable. Mm. Yeah. You were uncomfortable was... with their with the tension and the busyness and the stress. I was uncomfortable with the idea that it wouldn't work out for them. Yeah. So I and wanted what would they stay. experience as a result if it didn't work out? Yeah. Yeah. Is that a question or mm. a rhetorical? Both. It's rhetorical um, and you can answer it. Okay, what will I plump for? Um, I was uncomfortable with how it might work out. I didn't want it to go wrong for them and them not have a nice time. I want them to feel fabulous all the time. Isn't that because you're a loving mother? Let's just put that because, in. Yeah, can we just say I'm going to get again? you a, a t shirt or a bumper sticker? No, preferably a ball gown. <laughs> a tiara. A tiara. Yes. A tiara. a tiara, please, that says, I am a loving mother. Oh, mm. yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so that's my very recent example of con- of wanting to control what's happening yeah. in human beings that are not me. Yeah, and there's nothing, like there isn't anybody that's listening to that story that doesn't get it, and there isn't mm-hmm. anybody that's listening to the story that's like, like we've all been there. We've all done that thing. Yeah. We run around the world and tell people stuff all day long. I had a, an experience. It's a a group of young, um, high potential, probably going to be leaders at some point. Not all of the people in this, like a group of 15 people. Uh, They all work at the same company, but they're not listening and they're going, am I the one that's not going to be a leader at some point? (laughs) Well, they're high potential. They're not leaders right now. Like in terms of, I meant like formally titled leaders. They are all leaders in their own right. Yeah, exactly. And Um, so they're doing the leadership development work and they've asked me to come in and I did an exercise where I asked them to think about, um, how much time, like percentage wise, do they spend at work asking questions versus telling? And I was blown away because they were like, I hardly tell at all. I'm always asking. So they were like 75 asking, 25 telling. And I walked out of there, I was like, it's like when the emperor has no clothes, right? You're like, do they, do they not get, because I, I like to think of myself as being really good at asking questions. It's kind of what I do for a living. And I mm-hmm. still tell, I catch myself telling a lot. So mm-hmm. I think we're blind to the amount of telling that we do. Mm-hmm. And I think telling comes from a genuine, it's always comes from genuine concern, care, love, it rarely lands. 
But when you're in, mm. in with your sons and you're saying like, try that, do this, it's like, boop, it just. Yeah, bounces off. Yeah. 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 Bounces I have off. A, I have a, um, another group that I was working with yesterday uh, and they, they also are a group of leaders. They're doing leadership development. And I said, guys, I have an acronym for help. Cause they're like, well, it's, you know, I do these things cause I'm helping. And I was like, neat. My mother tells me I need to wear lipstick because she's being helpful. She really is trying to help me. The impact is it's patronizing and a little insulting. That's not her intent. Hmm. And I said, so I have an acronym now for help which is hardly ever lands positively. Mm. Most of us in our attempt to help, we use this word help. I just want to help. I just want to, you know, be a good mom, whatever. Mm. It's like code for, I need to control the situation because I'm yes. uncomfortable with how things are going right now. I cannot yes. be with my sons, the possibility that this might not go well. Yes. And and have them that's really yeah that's really well put I couldn't be with the possibility that it wouldn't work out for them mm -hmm. okay yeah Damn. and and that's real in mm. in there's like um there's a little bit of like heartbreak in there you know when you see somebody mm. suffering it is genuine and natural to want to end that suffering for that person and sometimes yeah can. yeah and there are other stories aren't there that there's what's natural um, I was in the lake this morning. I love it. And um, I had my head out of the water because I swim like a little turtle with my head out of the water. Um, I, I can put my head in the water, but I swim like that because I want to see where I am. It's yeah. so beautiful. I want to I want to drink it in. And I heard somebody um, alarm. Somebody was distressed uh -huh. and they were, I don't know, 20 meters away from me. And I kind of called over and I was like, are you okay? And they were like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. But their head was like this. And I was like, are you, are you sure? So I swam over to them and I said, we wear a thing called a toe float. Yeah. T-O-W. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was T-O-E, which made me feel really sick. It's not even on my foot. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Ugh. but it's a T-O-W float. Yes. So I went over and sort of, you know, it was tied around my waist. And I said, hold on to this, you know, just take a breath. And then I swam back with that person you know, that wasn't, that was an opportunity to genuinely help. Um, we need a different acronym <laughs> where it yes. did land positively. Um, yeah. And when we were halfway back, you know, she was in the middle of the lake. You can't touch the bottom. She didn't have a toe float mm. and it was the, she had a wetsuit on, which made her buoyant, but she, it, yeah. she was packing a little bit. And it was the first time she had, she's swum in the sea, but it was the first time she'd been in a lake and first time she'd been on her own um so that was really useful that was genuinely helpful yeah and I swam back alongside her with yes. her holding onto the float and then when we were nearly at the shore she let go of the float and she said I'm just going to stay with you and I was like yep yeah, I'm going to stay with you and we just yeah. stayed together and we went back and that was really really helpful but that was more of a slightly life and death situation mm -hmm. um but those are rare. Agreed. It's, I, yeah, if we put a percentage on it, less than half of the time, 
are we ever going to be in a place where the help is genuinely desired, maybe not even asked for, and it's like there's a lot of gratitude when you show up. Yeah, she didn't ask me to help, but she was clearly not okay. Yeah. yeah, she was having a little bit of trouble. And um but the rest of the time, you know, normal for me it's a lot less than 50% of the time am I swimming about saving people's lives. It's like <laughs> Pamela Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't happen very often. I just saw you so, in Baywatch. Yeah. Red. You know, so um yeah, so so most of the time, and the thing is, I think I pride myself on the fact that I am a little like the people in your leadership um, mm. program. You know, I wrote something recently um, in an application form for something and said, you know, I'm I'm all about eliciting and asking. But, I mean, we saw that, you know, 48 hours ago in my own home, yeah. Kind of like do it my way. Yeah. 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 And then <laughs> you don't want my help. Yeah. And off I went. Fuck you. Yeah. 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 So where else and how often is it showing up where it, it's just not noticed? You know, right. I, and I I'm think, not noticing it. Yep. I don't like the beauty of teenagers is like they'll help you see that if you <laughs> yeah. ask them. Yeah. To, like we said last week. The, you should the just leadership program where we're going to rent them out. Yeah. I don't know how to make this happen, but you get like, I think you spend six months, you get, maybe you, you get two teenagers, right? Mm. Maybe three. So you're you outnumbered. A, a little bit, right? Yeah. And then somehow they have to live with you for six months. And I don't know what that looks like. I can imagine it's a really good reality show as well as an amazing leadership development program. So I really like this idea. I'm not sure. We got to move that forward. It's a different mm. podcast. Mm. I um, made a note. It's on the agenda. So I have a another client that I'm. I was trying to make the distinction around like what is supporting somebody versus helping somebody. Mm. Like, can we can we draw a line between those two? Um, because what happens with people who, um. I have met people for whom um, their way or their, I uh, can't think of the word, the way that they show love and care is by caretaking. And that is their way of loving. Some of us, like me, I am a very physical, I will hug you, kiss you, sit on your lap, like bring it all in. Let's just get close. That's my way of loving people. Mm. For some people, it's caretaking. It's bringing them Kleenex. It's making them a sandwich. It's like sheltering them from things. It's protecting them. It's, uh, you know. That's me. Mm -hmm. Well, we all have it all, right? So this, this person is an owner of a business, very successful business, and yet he He's, he, his way of, of showing love and care for his team is protecting them, telling them, giving them the answer, making sure that they're, you know, all the things are taken care of and he's exhausted mm. and they're not appreciative. They're like your sons mm. because they're all full grown adults and, and they didn't, they didn't ask. Yeah. And so we were trying to like understand, okay, when are we helping versus when are we supporting? And how do you make that distinction? 
because it's not wrong to help that none of this is to say like we just let people flail in the lake by themselves and they'll figure it out that's a lesson that they'll learn and it's uncomfortable for them but they'll get it like that's not what mm. we're saying but we mm. really err on the side of controlling all the things mm. yeah i mean i'm curious why you picked the word supporting as opposed to helping because yeah. i think i don't know what the technical definition is of the two words what the difference yeah. is between the two but I was thinking in the lake this morning about the difference between working with and helping slash supporting. Yeah. And I see helping. We're coming back to semantics again, our own personal yeah, yeah. definitions yeah. of words, um, which we're you know perfectly entitled to have. Mm. Um but to me, I was I was sort of landing on mm, it's working with I'm working in partnership with people yeah. as opposed to I am supporting them slash helping them. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, the I see help I as like you're coming in and you are coming from a place that is energetically above them. I know the answer. Here it is. More knowledgeable. I know how. Boom. And that like the dynamic between then becomes like, boop, now somebody is above somebody else. Mm -hmm. That's why sometimes when, when my mother tries to help me by telling me to wear lipstick, it feels patronizing because she puts herself in a position that she knows better. Yeah, it's the knowing better. Yeah. Whereas support, or as you would say, working with, has us both. And I, so my, the, the practice for this particular client was, um, before you do anything, your practice for the next two weeks is to ask, huh, mm. how could I support you? Mm. What would you like in this moment? Before like jumping in and grabbing them out of the lake and, mm. right? That would have been a great question for me to ask. Well, in the moment, yeah, when we're sitting here in a podcast talking about it, it's super cerebral, right? Like, well, we're gonna ask first, but when you're in the moment, you have to really be intentional and catch yourself, which is hard. I mean, even to be fair at that point, what can I do to help would have landed just as as well as, you know, how can I support you? Yeah. You know, um, yeah. and maybe a little bit more it's, feels slightly more like natural language. You know, what can I do to help guys yeah. as you're frantically, you know, and they may have said, make us some tea or, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Or as a scotch or whatever it would have been, yep, you know, yeah. but they would have then been able to choose or yep. like mm, nothing. We don't think there's anything you can do. But yeah, I didn't ask mm. at all in that situation. Um, and I see working with as being a collaboration. So you're yeah. co-creating with yes. someone. Yes. Whereas that's, and I do get the distinction you're making between, and I will at some point look up the difference between helping and supporting, and I'm sure we'll find, we'll find an example where they mean the same thing, and we'll find another Absolute other def language. definitions where they where they don't mean the same thing. Um, that's all fine, yeah. but but yes, I think the working with that that whole idea of collaborating with somebody yeah. and working in partnership is very different from coming in as a, a almost like a consultant. I know how to sort Move. this out. Move over lads. I'll yeah. get this sorted for you. Yes. And here's the bigger 
problem for most of us, parents, leaders, anytime mm. we are um, either officially or unofficially in charge of things is we, I don't like this word, I don't have a better word, but we train people how to be with us. So if I have been running a business for years and people have come to me and I have fixed, solved, rescued, cheerleaded, given answers, advised, then the first time I ask, hey, how can I support you? What are they gonna say? They're gonna say, I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Because we have trained them to not ever think about that. If they show up at my office and they're like, hey, here's a thing that's happening. And I look at them and I'm like, oh gosh, how can I support you? They're gonna be like, what? You just do the thing you always do. Like, tell me what to do, fix the problem, mm. give me the answer, mm. whatever. Because I've also had leaders, I have one person who I've worked with for two years now, and he's very, very rigid. And so that's, it's something that I did. And, and uh, that was a practice for him. And he came back two weeks later, and he said, nobody could answer me. And I was like, Oh, that's so interesting. He's like, that's why I have to fix it. And I was like, Oh, oops or mm. it could be like they need two more weeks they mm. might need two more months or two more years but if we have yeah. trained people yes. like i'm thinking of kids right if my kids are out there flailing and they can't do something and they call me and they're like oh i need a thing and i i give it to them or i fix it for them or whatever mm. i'm basically training them not to fix it themselves mm. and to not even know what they need for support i have this it, this idea in my mind that when my children were younger it was easier for me to see my role as training them to be empowered now that could be a lie uh -huh. but I feel that I had more of that sort of oh they don't know as much they're two foot tall my job is to train them to tie their shoelace my job is to support them to work with them to tie their shoelace yeah I'll put my finger on the on the knot while yeah. you tie the bow mm -hmm. um so I was working in partnership with them I think that is true I don't know what percentage of the time something has shifted as they have grown and I now see them part one eye is seeing them as these fully formed adult humans the other part is seeing them as incompetent buffoons um, <laughs> because I see them as fully formed adults. So, yes. so there's some kind of gap. Yes. I don't know if you're tracking this, but there's some yes. kind of gap. When they were little, I didn't expect them to know. Yeah. Now that they drive, vote, have sex, Whoa. do all the adult things. Strike that. We'll edit that out. <laughs> but do all the adult things. Yeah. When they show up, not knowing, yeah. I then think, duh, yeah, why don't you know? Yeah. Um, so that's one thing. But all of this is sort of happening on top of the driver inside, which is what I can and cannot be with. Yes. So all of those things are behaviors. Um, they are products of yeah. what I can and or cannot be with. And clearly in that example, I couldn't be with the uncertainty of yeah. this not working out okay for these people. And they would be so disappointed. Yes. 
And that's really hard to be with. But they would possibly never get into that situation again. I mean, we know that people do repeatedly get into, we all get into the same situation, you know, many, many times before we go, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, you know, in some ways I was robbing them of the opportunity to have their own experience because I couldn't be with it not working out, which comes back to... Could you not be with it not working out or could you not be with it the experience that they would have of it not working out? I'm not sure I see the difference really. That I I I yeah, I couldn't I couldn't be with it not working out for them. Because because they'd be sad. You would be sad because they would be sad because they, they would, be, would sad. be sad. That's yeah, what I because mean. they would yeah. be sad. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I couldn't I couldn't be with it not working out for them. I couldn't be with them being sad, with them having to experience the consequences of their choices. Yes. So so and all very I was going to say very sophisticated. I don't know how sophisticated it was to storm out of the room. and stay. <laughs> I went I didn't storm. I huffed. I huffed out of the room twice. Of course you did. Um, but, you know, I was I, I was under the, I, I wasn't operating consciously yeah. like, oh, I want to control this situation. It's only with hindsight that I can see yeah. yes. <laughs> what I couldn't be with and what I was trying to do, yep. um, which was to control everything. So, so where does that leave us mm. as human beings? Where does that leave us knowing that, you know, we, there are, I wasn't involved in any of the decisions that took them, you know, these two young men to this place. Yeah. Um, I wasn't in control of that process. Right. As, as with many hundreds of other things in my life that I'm not in control of. I desire certainty. I desire the feeling that I'm steering the ship and I'm in control. Um, and when I'm attached to things looking like I'm in control, I'm possibly, I don't know, my sentence is petering out. I got you. Go. I think you hit the nail on the head that humans really love certainty. It's probably why our brain, um, when there's like an open loop, we create a story to close the loop and then we get a, a, a dose of dopamine. Mm-hmm. Our, our brains reward us for creating the story, right? Yeah. Whether mm-hmm. the story is true or not, we still get mm-hmm. the hit. Mm-hmm. So we're driven to close the loop. We're driven to create certainty to have certainty. Mm. And what I say is when we try to control something other than ourselves, we're trying to manufacture, trying to manufacture certainty, Mm. even though it's a fool's errand, Mm. like we talked about yesterday, because we don't get to control anything. Having come through a pandemic, it's a great example where you're going through your life and then suddenly the world shuts down. Like that's Mm. weird, right? I couldn't have prepared for that. I didn't know. 
that that was going to happen that day in March, 2020. Mm. I had manufactured so much certainty, mm. but it's manufactured. It is fake. It is false. And then when, because I can't be with uncertainty, when uncertainty shows up, I don't have a muscle for managing it. Mm. So the long way around is to come back and say, okay, so what does that mean for me? My desire to manufacture certainty is normal. And what there is to do is for me to be with more uncertainty, to be with more sadness, to be with more disappointment, to be with more grief, loss. To be with what is. Yeah. In myself. Mm -hmm. For instance, my husband has a very low threshold for emotional intensity. In his brain, that is no bueno. And mm -hmm. so the minute things start to ratchet up, he literally, I call it getting flooded like a car, an old car, mm -hmm. where you're like trying to start it and you pump the gas and then you flood the engine and then it won't start. Mm -hmm. Like that is how he is just like doink and he can't. He has no facility for things. And so he tries to control his environment such that we don't ever get emotionally intense. Mm -hmm. So what there is for him to do is to be with more emotional intensity in himself so that he can be with more of others. Mm -hmm. So you let go of the certainty and you say, okay, I intellectually, I get that I can't mm -hmm. have certainty. I mean, that doesn't mm -hmm. mean that the rest of us will follow, but intellectually, we all know that. And all there is for us to do is to be with more inside of ourselves. My... No, you go. And that is not to say that we then wallow in the grief, stay in the uncertainty, that we that that's the end of the story, that we stay there. It's that and I am making this cause and effect by being with the uncertainty rather than pushing it away, pushing it down, hiding it, we then have more capacity, more facility to bring, you know, yeah. our mind back online and make some choices in the face of what's in front of us. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, I got lost at the end that I don't even know about, like, can I get to the place where I make choices about what's in front of us? But yeah, I think like the idea of stimulus and response, our brains are super efficient. So we mm. create a lot of automaticity around things. Mm. Mm. So if we use example, I suppose I'm thinking about responding rather than reacting. There we go. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's when we what can, I'm like, thinking. Pull these apart. Now mm. I've got a little bit of space to like mm. choose something. I might, mm. I might not choose differently. I might mm. still give the advice. Yeah. At least here I can be like, am I going to give the advice? Oh, I'm going to give the advice. Yeah. Or mm, no, I'm not going to give the advice. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. If I can't be with uncertainty, I will react automatically yes. to yes. get away from that. Yes. Move over. Let me stove. get in here and fix it. Right. Um, if I have more agency, more capacity, not agency, more capacity and yes. facility with uncertainty, 
I can be with it for a moment. People who are listening, I'm doing Kung Fu breathing moves right now, but you know, I can, I can be with that. Yes. Yeah. And that gives me a moment. There's more range. Mm. Gives me There's a little, more... a little bit of thinking time where I can choose my response yes. as opposed to that immediate reaction because I can't be with. Yes. We understand what we're talking about. We're pretty smart. We've got Brilliant. it. Brilliant. Okay. Mm. Well, that's it then. As long as you and I have it figured out, the other mm. seven point whatever billion people on the planet are on their own. <laughs> All right. What's your takeaway? I think my takeaway is the how can I help? How can I support you? What can I do to support you? Which is, you know, we've said that sort of a, you know, it's almost like a behavioral change. Doesn't mean that anything's necessarily changing inside me, but I think that's a really nice practice to take a beat and, and ask that. So I'm, I'm going to take that on. I'm going mm. to, you know, scroll that and red lipstick on the wall and, remember you know actively choose to, to say that nice. once, once a day or something um and I think also my takeaway is is where am I helping as opposed to working with where am I inserting myself yes. with the illusion that I'm working in partnership with someone but I'm actually not yeah yeah. And I have a third takeaway. Oh, good. Which is, oh, gosh, there are lots of things I can't be with. Ugh. There's, there's stuff. I don't know how much there is, but there's stuff I can't be with. Um, mm, what's your takeaway? So I'll be totally transparent. My takeaway right now in this moment is that my husband has just woken up, he's feeding the dogs, and I know that he will then enter the room that I'm in is also the same room where the front door is, and that's going to interrupt my thought and my, and I want to control that. And my mind was like, I should have said something. I should have told him not to do the thing until the pocket. So that I'm literally inside of a control moment right now. In mm. all of like the manufactured certainty versus like, can I just be with that sometimes dogs bark, sometimes there are noises in the background, sometimes I get distracted and all mm. of it is fine. Mm. Like I, my takeaway is I am so driven to control mm. everything. Well, yeah, Ali, because it's that's a tiny thing, isn't it? It's a yeah. small yeah. thing. Um, you know, and yes, you can put a sign on the door next time and da, 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 to control it. That's not and, what it's and, about. But but there'll be something else. Yes. That's just a small thing. And you've, you know, catching your brain going. Ah. Yes. I cannot control my husband's behavior, whether or not my dog's. I mean, I could. But again, that's not what this is about. It's about no. can I be with more distraction? Can I stay focused even when things around me are loud or surprising? Mm. Can I stay focused and present? Mm. And I really, that's a place for me that I really struggle. 
Mm. Yeah, and there's always learning, isn't there? So it's like, oh, okay, next time I will say I'm doing the podcast and I will put a sign on the door and I'll say, can you use the back door? But then there will always be something else. So, so it, that's and that's not to negate that piece of learning and that development, you know, that yeah. developmental step and kind of like, oh, when I'm podcasting, you know, recording in in progress, you know, red light, <laughs> yes, outside that door, yes. whatever. And there will be another place where you're like, oh no, I need to control that. I can't yeah. be with that. And it takes my attention away from this. It takes mm. my experience and it shifts it right? Mm. I was totally with you. I was in this room. I'm in the podcast. And suddenly there's a little part of me that's like focused on all of the mm. stuff that may or may not happen in the mm. next five minutes. I feel like I've got loads more to say on this now. However, we can end and we can have this as a running, yes. a running topic. I think. Do you have anything like super brilliant to close us with that you would like? No to pressure. <laughs> yes, it could just be mildly brilliant. <laughs> um, no, nothing super brilliant or even mildly brilliant okay. to close it with. Just, just that it's a continuous practice and an ongoing conversation, actually, for me, that I'd like to be in with you and others. Mm. Um, yeah, because uh, I'm, I'm doing this all over the place. Yeah, me too. All right, so let's say goodbye in Portuguese. Oh. How do you say goodbye in Portuguese? Ciao. Oh, that's so easy. Mm. Ciao. That's such a great way to say goodbye. Ciao, ciao. Mm. Ciao, ciao. All right, lady. Mm. Beijinhos. Oh. I don't know. Beijinhos. Kisses. Beijinhos. Okay. Kisses.